environment that we live in right now where people have been given a license to discriminate. And I'm going to call it out and say it's because of the Trump administration and everything that the MAGA crowd has brought to our doorstep. This has just given them a megaphone to feel it's okay to be an asshole. And, and, and they don't care who, what, or how they do it. They're going to make their petty voices heard. Hey there, and welcome to Becoming Dads. I'm Jonathan West. And I'm Thomas West. Each episode, we're dedicated to sharing our journey on becoming dads while diving deep into the things that matter. Are you ready, Thomas? I'm ready. All right, let's get into today's episode. Hey, folks, welcome to the Becoming Dads podcast. Uh, We're here to talk about our journey into becoming parents. We're your hosts, Jonathan and Thomas West. And today, we're talking all about all of the threats our family have been recently receiving online on our social media posts. Yeah. First, I want to address the title of today's episode because it is based on a book, um, a very popular book that has been receiving a significant amount of, uh, I don't know, I guess, requests to be banned. So it is The Hate You Give, which was written by Angie Thomas in 2017. Um, It has since faced countless attempts by the right to ban the book because of its perceived profanity, violence, and its apparent anti-police message. Um, The title resonated with us because of all of the hate we've received since publishing our book. Um, So I just kind of wanted to get that out of the way. It it seemed to make sense. I really liked it. Um, I have to admit I haven't read the book yet, but it is being delivered tomorrow, and I'm going to add that to my list of 50 books I want to read. <laughs> and and just so you guys are aware, you know, typically when we start off our podcast, we're kind of joking around. We don't want to make light of a lot of things, but um, we kind of think that the seriousness of some of the things that are being said and how they're affecting us and how they're affecting other families out there um, that may not have the same platform that we do, uh, you know, really we feel we need to address this and we need to make it visible because just like we talk about acceptance through visibility and understanding how we are as a family and getting out there and spreading our message, this stuff needs to be brought to light because this stuff is, it's nasty, it's vile. Um, you know, sometimes it's really, really difficult to uh, to take in. I know some, a lot of times you hear people say, well, don't read the comments. Well, you know what? People shouldn't be making these comments in the first place, uh, all for like First Amendment and being able to speak your mind and whatnot. But when it comes at the at the the price of threatening other people's lives, their humanity and who they are, their authentic self, I mean, this is basic human rights type stuff that these people are just literally throwing out at us that we are just the worst human beings in the world. And I, I would say probably some of these people don't even think we're human beings. Um, I mean, no. So here's the thing. Usually we jump into doing our dumb dad moments, but I have to say I was pretty fucking awesome this week, so I don't have a dumb dad moment. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, the real reason why we're skipping that is because we really want to get into all of the shit that's been thrown at us online. And not just us. I think uh, it's fair to say that it's been happening to hundreds, if not thousands, tens of thousands of other LGBTQ plus families. Um, And and not just this previous Pride Month, uh, you know, in June, but for a very long time, um, 
just a good amount of time. And I, and I think it's only fair that we jump straight into that because people need to know that these are things that are still happening. Yeah, and, and to kind of go back on what Thomas just said, you know, we, we just ended Pride Month. And Pride Month is supposed to be a celebration of our community, of being proud of who you are, being able to go out and spread the message of, of love, not hate, and the beauty of and uniqueness of all families. And this year in particular is the worst that we have ever experienced in the history, our history of being um, together. And I, I don't think that obviously what we're experiencing right now is at the same level of what some of the generations before us have certainly um it's certainly it's definitely better in in many ways yeah however that doesn't make it right it it feels difficult because we had so many years where we felt like we were moving in the right direction and this year it just felt like we slid really far back and even the companies and organizations that we support because they supported us showed their true colors because they didn't even come to the plate with a full heart. They came to the plate and when the the push came to shove, they backed down. I mean, I don't drink beer, but we're talking Bud Light. Um, we're talking about Starbucks removing pride um decorations in their stores we're talking about target um you know those are organizations that we we've supported in the past because they support us and now they're getting cold feet because they're uncomfortable well that's the point you should be an ally all the time and we're going to talk about this at the end because just because it's the end of um pride month does not mean that you just stop being an ally um but so you're aware, how we're getting these comments is because when we launched our book last month, we placed an ad to promote our book on Facebook, and I think we did it on Instagram as well. Um, and obviously, we used Facebook's algorithms for choosing who they were going to show it to and whatnot. But the ad, and I will read this verbatim, it said, a kid's book about gay parents. Order now at daddyandpapa.com. That was it. With, it was a, with a picture of the cover. With a picture of the cover. We received over 1,200 comments on Facebook, 80% of which are negative comments. They are disgusting. And I just want to read some of the things that um, we have been called. Um, and some of them... I want to laugh at because it feels like a joke, but this isn't a joke. People are actually feeling this way and they're, they're, they're saying it to our faces now. So groomers, that was a hot topic. Monkeypox peddling groomers, pedophiles, demonic defects, gross, perverts, pathetic, sick shit of sick people, mentally ill, sicko, jokes, sick and disgusting, nasty, poison, perversion, and child molesters. So obviously that's only a few things, but they those terms were used in many different ways to talk about us. And it wasn't just like, uh, 
a lot of these comments were they would throw those terms out and then back it up with a single uh, meme or something like that, which was kind of a joke. And we'll get to one of them in a second that really touched uh, touched us. Like we felt horrible that it was. But just reading some of these comments, full phrases here. Sick, perverted child molesters grooming your children to rape them. More indoctrination of children. Sexual perversion should not be celebrated. Would be more appropriate named a kid book, kid's book about parents who do butt stuff in the bedroom. Get the F out of here. Quit pushing this shit on children. I don't give a fuck about your sexual preference and neither should children. Groomers. I don't know about you, but it pisses me off. <laughs> So there are a couple of angles to this. One, when people leave comments like this, it's it's threatening. I know that the U.S. Supreme Court recently ruled that these types of comments made on social media are not necessary. They're considered free speech. Mm-hmm. And, and that was just a recent ruling over the last couple, couple of weeks, weeks, which is r- ridiculous. Um, I, I'm not sure how the average person wouldn't read these and not think of them as an actual threat it, it particularly b- because there are people who start online saying things sharing things and then they go out in the real world and actually do horrific things yeah right it's not just words it's actions that these people were doing yeah so f- on the flip side of that when people continue to leave these comments it I know that all of our other gay and queer families will understand exactly what I'm talking about, particularly those that are on social media. But on the flip side, when they leave these comments, that's just bumping up our engagement. That's getting our message and, and our book and you know just the idea that our family exists and is real. Um, and you should, you should accept us no matter what. It, it's pushing that engagement up it's kind of like little do they know yeah the more that they comment the more that more other other people see this and the more that our allies see that this type of stuff is continuing to happen um and if you're on social media and anyways engagement's important and when you get these types of comments it just kind of pushes that engagement rate up higher and higher and higher but at the same time it's this is really hard stuff to read yeah it's painful it's actually really painful and it's it was it it had become so painful that we had to reach out to our children's school to be like hey whether or not this is these comments are you you know you would consider them an indirect or a direct threat we felt it was important to actually reach out to our school because we don't know who we don't, is making these. We don't these. know who's making these comments. We don't know where they live. Yeah. And even if they live far away, it doesn't mean that they couldn't come to our small town in southern Vermont right. it's and very find easy us to or find our children. Us. So we were yeah. like, hey, I, I sent an email to the principal. I sent an email to the superintendent. I sent an email to both of our children's teachers to be like, hey, this is what's happening. Um, I, I don't expect you to go out of your way to do anything in particular because teachers have a hard enough job to begin with. But- I want you to be aware that this is happening so that if you are outside or my two kids are outside, you just be aware of who else might be around. Yeah. 
because we are receiving these threatening comments. And there's, a, a, based on the most recent Supreme Court ruling, there's nothing we can do about it, right? This is considered free speech. So I, I, I don't want to get into the fact that, you know, backing ourselves up about why we're not all of these things that these people are saying, because it's ridiculous. These comment, the, the what what we're being called, it's, you know, these are pathetic keyboard warriors who are hiding behind their name, their keyboard, their religion, their white privilege. I can tell you that 80% of them are white males based on just clicking on their profile pictures. There are um, a lot of Karens, though. Still. There's a lot of Karens. A couple of grandmas. A couple of grandmas out there. Um, but... You know, we, we've been at this for a while. So, yes, we're saying that this is the worst that we've ever received. However, this isn't the only hate that we have received. We've received it in person. We've received it online. This just, you know, I think, I don't think, I know that in the politically charged environment that we live in right now where people have been given a license to discriminate, and I'm going to call it out and say it's because of the Trump administration and everything that the MAGA crowd has brought to our doorstep. This has just given them a megaphone to feel it's okay to be an asshole. And, and, and they don't care who, what, or how they do it. They're going to make their petty voices heard. Yeah, and I want to I want to back up just a little bit because I don't. It's not that I disagree with you, but I blame all of the people that voted for Trump in the first place. Oh, absolutely, and the people that chose not to vote at all, right? Who had previously voted for President Obama, mm -hmm. but for some reason they thought, oh, a, a woman, her emails, <laughs> right? All it took was one presidential election, one Republican to appoint three far-right conservative Supreme Court justices, not only, what, four years later, they've completely wiped away constitutional rights, mm -hmm. protections. It, it just, it's, yes, the Trump administration and Trump in particular, he, he is responsible for opening the door. Mm-hmm. He, I, but I, who I'm, opened the door for him? Sure. No, absolutely. But he gave them all, he's giving them all a license and to continuously, I mean, we, we've, we've, we've heard this before that, you know, the minority, as they feel like they are being continuously pushed out, will get louder and louder and louder. But it is the smaller group of louder and louder people that just can't handle i mean I, I always see the memes about you know no one saw us like screaming and cheering about top going to a biden rally no the trump you know we we just accepted him as a as a as a human being whereas the trump crew just like sucks themselves around this idea of make america great again and you know it's ironic we're we're taping this episode today on july 4th and I have to say, I'm going to have a Michelle Obama moment here, but it's going in reverse because Michelle Obama's famous quote that she had was, this is the first time in my adult life 
that I've been proud of my country. That was actually really controversial. Huge controversial. Hugely controversial. Because she was, what, in her 40s, 50s when she said that? And people are like, how could you be the first lady or become the first lady? And you're not, you were never proud of your country. Yeah. Well, first of all. Yeah. Yeah. So take it on the flip side. I'm a, I've always been a very patriotic person. I've always been proud to be from this country. Um, I'm proud that you served our country. I'm proud that I served with you (laughs) in the military as a spouse. And the, the freedom and everything that we've talked about, you know, the, the American dream and all that American nationalism that we've talked about and, and, and pushed over the years, I was always on the bandwagon. I get goosebumps when I hear the national anthem, you know, those types of things. This is the 4th of July, and I have absolutely no reason to go and watch the fireworks tonight. I know that seems small, that seems petty, but I'm not proud right now of our country. I'm not proud that these comments are being made. We're just two people and a family. What if this was to uh, uh, a teenager who was, you know, considering coming out as trans and they're they're trying to share their story online and they get called nasty and perverted and sicko and child molesting child molesters? I mean, to be honest, some of these people left these comments not even looking at what the book was about. It was literally, oh, gay people, we got to leave these comments. On the right? cover, it says gay parents. So yes. they're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, some of the comments were just freaking ridiculous. Like, they, one guy was hell-bent on the fact that uh, that we're erasing the fact that these that our kids have a birth mother and a birth father and that there are only two sexes. And that's what this book is all about, and we're, we're spreading this, like, this lie No, we even literally on page, I don't know, 17, we literally say two moms, two dads. Some of we talk about our child's biological family. We don't ignore that. We embrace it. And these sick, I really want to swear so bad. I know we've done it several times on (laughs) this episode already, but these assholes who just cannot get through their thick skulls and I understand that they're from a different time or they were raised differently but the truth of the matter is is that love actually you know what I'm sorry I'm getting a little bit revved up here our daughter at an event last weekend did the most amazing thing that I've seen in a very long time and it, it needs to be shared because a lot of times we struggle with connecting with Charlotte sometimes. Um, but she is an intel- incredibly intelligent and bright person. And we were at an event and this trans woman came up to us and started talking to us. And they said, you know what? We just moved here from um, Tennessee and we left Tennessee because we couldn't handle the culture anymore and we had to get away. And we came to Vermont because we felt like we'd, we would be accepted. And they moved to a town that probably only has 500 people and Charlotte was off playing in the distance and she, I don't know, coloring or something. 
without even blinking, Charlotte runs up to the table with a picture that they had just drawn. And they hand it to this trans woman who they had never met, didn't even know the person was trans, just said, here, would you like this? And on this piece of paper that they had been drawing on, it said, love fixes everything, hate fixes nothing. And I, I basically broke down right in that moment because it was such a genuine moment. It's the reason why we wrote our book. Kids are ready to have these conversations. We're not forcing anything down their throats. These kids are loving and accepting people. It's the hate that we as a country, as negative, I can't even come up with the phrase to explain what I'm trying to get to, but it's, the, it's what we're forcing in white privilege culture that is causing our children to change their loving ways. It's not until we teach them to hate that they actually start hating. <sighs> so you implied that you, and I don't think this is exactly what you meant, but you implied that you're not proud of our country. Not right that, now. I think that you are, but not right now. And oh. I think that's actually a fair thing. I think that's actually a feeling that everyone should generally have. Not that they shouldn't be proud, but they it's, should be upset. And generally, you should be upset all the time because that's how we create change. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, we've we've had a lot of great memories. And I'm not saying that, you know, just LGBTQ plus issues are the only thing that matter because it's not. But it's not just those rights that are being trampled on right now. It's women's reproductive rights. It's... Um, immigration, it's, you know, you name the marginalized group and this country is turning its back on so many people, which we were making progress on in previous administrations and in previous feels like a lifetime. But the question is, how far is all this going to go before it's too much? I have a question for you. Uh-oh. Um, how do you feel about bipartisanship? Do you think it still exists? Do you think <laughs> Democrats and Republicans can work together? So I know we have differing. This is a loaded question. It's a loaded question. We have differing opinions on, on this. I always want to think that there is, that people can come to their better senses and find common ground on things. However, I do believe that on social issues and the direction of how we handle human rights and um, civil, liberty, civil liberties, those are things that are, they're just not going to be, there's not common ground. Because right now we're in a space where the conservative Americans are so adamantly brainwashed and they're brainwashing so many people, you know, we can, funding for a bridge, that stuff we can, operational stuff for the government, I think is stuff that there will always be bipartisanship on. To a certain to extent. To a certain extent. I mean, obviously some people want us, us to spend less money and, and whatnot. However, I think on the, 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 the issues that, ultimately matter 
to a majority of our country, those are not Republican values. Those are not conservative values, and they're not going to be something that we're going to be able to find bipartisanship on. They're, they're, well, I would erase the word Republican and conservative. They're not American values. Oh, it's very true. Um, and I have, a, I have a quick story to tell, and this is the reason why I asked you that question. Mm-mm. So we live in the state of Vermont, and we only have three representatives in Congress. Um, we were recently at an event where one of our representatives told a story about how they had um, met a group of Republicans. So obviously everyone that represents the state of Vermont is a Democrat or an independent, um, with basically the same as a Democrat at this point. Uh, so anyways, this particular representative in Congress said that they had met a group of Republicans who didn't realize they were a Republican, that 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 person was a Republican. And they were just kind of like hanging out, getting getting to know them. And then all of a sudden it came out that they're like, oh yeah, you know, you know how it is when the Republican National Committee gets involved in stuff. And this person said, oh, actually I don't because I'm not a Republican, I'm a Democrat. And they were like, oh, things get awkward. Um, long story short, they these two particular people, this Democrat and the Republican, created what sounds like or sounded like a decent relationship, right? Like mm-hmm. a a human based, I understand you, I see you, I respect you relationship. But when it came down to voting on something that would that negatively ha- affect that would mm-hmm. have negatively affected that this particular person who represents us in Congress, like directly, they voted against it. Mm-hmm. And that was after saying, we are friends for life. Correct. So the idea that a Republican can say to a Democrat, I see you, I respect you, you are, a friend, you are my friend for life, for whatever reason, doesn't matter what the reason is, um, other than you know, you're just trying to be an honest and respectful person yet they tow the party line when it comes to voting for someone's equal rights. Right. And this particular representative said, I still believe in bipartisanship even after giving this story. And it was really upsetting because I thought, I 110% support this person. Mm -hmm. I support all three. We have an amazing group of... Yeah, that uh, uh, so in Congress, our two senators and our one representative in Congress in in the House. But after they said this, I thought, not that this person is the wrong person to be representing us in Vermont, but on the left, the progressive liberal side of politics, we don't have anyone like the right does. We don't have a Lauren Boebert. Our 35-year-old grandma. Yeah. We don't have, on the left, a Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's what we need. We need someone who's going to be so progressive, so liberal, so willing to call out every single person by name to their face in public. I don't care how controversial it is. That's exactly what we need. And I do think we that need AOC, someone that's AOC is close. She's... She's close, but, but she's not constantly close getting knocked down by, by 
you know, just a misogynist. Well, I don't think she's being knocked down. I just don't think she's close enough. Yeah. I want someone to be so far left on social issues for me and you, our family, other families like ours. We need better people representing us in Congress. And that's why this, you know, this particular example, that's why I think bipartisanship right now is dead, particularly on social issues. Yeah. And I think there's an argument to be made that it's it's been dead for a long time um, and been dead for a long time on social and fiscal issues. Yeah. Well, I know it's a conversation we'll continue to have. Yeah. Um, I, I want to end this with one thing, though, with one last thing, because one of the memes that was shared on our post, yeah. and this, is, this, one, this one really stood out because I viewed it as an actual threat. So one of the memes that was shared on this Facebook and Instagram post that we previously talked about for our kids' book about gay parents is a picture of a woman in, in, uniform. in a military uniform, yeah. so a service member, So, but I would assume not an actual service member. No. With their hands out, their, both of their hands are painted in rainbow colors. And it says, when your hands are dirty from throwing groomers in the wood chipper all day. If that's not a threat to our lives mm -hmm. and the lives of our children, I don't know what is. And the fact that that's considered free speech is a joke. Yeah. It's an absolute joke. Yeah. And that particular meme was posted multiple times. It was. Not just on our stuff, but other people that we know yep. and personally this is you know along the same lines of you know we've got social media platforms like twitter which are now saying words like cisgender are going to be uh, uh a slur and so you know it it it's all really troubling and again we wanted to bring this out all out into the open because we need you all to be aware of how much shit gets thrown at the LGBTQ community for something as simple as writing a book about families, our family, friends of ours family. We still exist, we're still human beings, but yet you throw this crap at us like we are piles of dog shit, for lack of better terms. Like we're, we're not even on the same level as you. And I would like to argue if you bring this on, you, you are what you, what you, like what you are bringing to the conversation. If this is all you've got and this is what you, what you want in your life is throwing this garbage, you are garbage. Um, and it's why we bring this to you. We also want to say, this is why. You know, it's now the month of July and the pride flags that are out are going to be put away. And Some I can tell you that our house will have a pride flag on it all year round. We're not taking it off. We need that visibility. And I know there are other people in our community that have also said, I mean, hell, I was at my dentist the other day and like, my wife doesn't take down the pride flag at all, all year long. And it's a straight family. And those are the types of people that we need supporting us all year round. We can't just be this transactional, oh, well, it's month of June, so let's get out the pride flags and be all powerful and 
and and and show our support and then july 1st comes around and those get taken down for american flags and not to say that i'm not proud of the american flag and what it stands for but jesus christ <laughs> it's got to mean more you got you got to put your money where your mouth is it's the same thing with black history month like we celebrate a, for a month the shortest month of the year the history of our uh, of black. my daughter I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. We have to do better. And and we have to hold people accountable for the shit that they throw. And, you know, I, I know there are people in my community that I always looked up to that if they were to see and and react to this book, and I, I guarantee you when they drive past our office and it says Daddy and Papa, out there, which for me is a huge amount of pride because it's across from my childhood bedroom. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a memory for me of like, this is, this is us being successful. This is us being able to be proud of who we are. And I guarantee every day those assholes who I grew up with, who I used to look up to, look at that and cringe. But we need your support. Yeah, so let's end it with this. If you're going to be an ally, you need to be an ally 24 hours a day, seven days a week, not just in the month of June. June is when we t traditionally celebrate Pride, um, but we need our allies to stand up, speak up, show up, vote, and in every single election, every single election, doesn't matter what the office is for every single election yeah. matters i think what you just said is key it's not just the federal elections it's the state the local elections because right now it's not just those at the top that are screaming the loudest it's the school boards the select boards the city councils who are making lives for local lgbtq families that much more difficult because they're banning books they're clawing back equal protections they're they're just they're just going for it and because a lot of times they fly under the radar because it's local and all politics are local but they're they've 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 set a very good groundwork to get in and start making these systematic changes and when the tide comes and the rest of the country is doing it. It gives everyone a license to make these changes in their in their communities. So get involved, vote, vote, vote. And yeah, I know this is not an election year in most places, but now's the time to get started because next November is going to be here before we know it. Yeah. So anyway, that's our show. <laughs> And if you have any questions or comments, you can reach us on Instagram uh, at daddyandpapa.com or you can reach us on our website, which is daddyandpapa.com. And don't forget to subscribe, um, leave an amazing review, and share um, our story with your friends because we need more support. And don't forget to vote. That's it for today. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.